From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton for Thursday, September the 9th, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Give us a call at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, well, I guess you already know, I'm, I'm back. We talk about Gold's Gym and what they've got to offer to Stockton now that they're open. We talk to Frank, Adam, and Matt from The Amazing Fist. And Manny gives us a short contribution for the revival at Shativa's. Okay, so uh, welcome back to Podcast Stockton. This is our 52nd episode, and of course, as you already heard, welcome back to uh, RJ Via Gomez himself. <laughs> Rod, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, your your mic levels have never been so peaked again, right? It's <laughs> It's been a while. I saw you reaching for the control real quick because you you forgot that I, uh, I am a very boisterous young voice. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say... Uh, the, the loudest person that's filled in for you uh, has to be Chris the Greek. Well, it just doesn't surprise me. He's a <laughs> he's a very happy guy, and he projects very loudly. Yeah. I, I'll have to say. Plus, he was a pro. Uh, uh, Chris, I love you to death. And uh, everybody that sat in this seat for the last geez, six months it hasn't been about that no. long. Four or five months. Well, or so. Four or five, whatever. But everybody who's sat in this seat for the past four or five months. Uh, as a lurker, I, I must tell you that uh, you have all made me feel like Matt hasn't missed me one single bit. Yeah, I had to remember who you were when you got here. Absolutely. Well, I knocked on the door and came with the traditional Pepsi, and uh, I think you thought I was somebody else. And you know, <laughs> no Girl Scout cookies. No Girl Scout cookies. I was trying to sell computers, Kirby vacuum cleaners. Oh, there we go. So uh, yes, definitely welcome back to uh, Mr. Rod Via Gomez. You have been busy hanging out with uh, with them, our ports. Um, so, uh, so tell me about, uh, you know, r- rather than asking about the port season, I, you know what? Well, I don't care about the port season. What I care about, Rod, is the second half of the port season. Dude, what's up? Man, let me tell you that first, that first half of the season. And I tell everybody this when they ask me, you know, we, when we, when we started out the season, it was, it was going to be forgettable. I mean, even, even the boys knew it. I mean, they, they basically had a, a feeling of where, uh, where they were at and, and it was hard to get a home win. It took us. Uh, four games into the season to even get a home win, you know, four home games to even get a home win. And uh, it, it wore on the guys. So, yeah, you, you don't want to hear about the first half of the season. If you'd have told us the first half <laughs> of the season uh, that we'd be in the postseason right now, we probably may have laughed at you a little bit. Um, but leave it, you know, give it to these kids because they, they literally pulled it together in the second half. And uh, a 14-game win streak smack dab in the middle right after the All-Star break sure did not hurt the uh the ports's uh postseason hopes yeah and so you know uh, throughout the season um you know I, I i went to more games this year than i've ever been to but uh i remember 
near the end of the first half, um, you told me, you know, they we're, we're going to have to turn it around in a sense. We're going to have to have something to the effect. We're going to have to have a different second half than we had a first half. And one of the things that uh, I learned then was um, a little bit about how uh, this league works. It's truly about two halves of the season, right? Absolutely. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to you overall, but our playoffs are determined by how you do in the half by half. Is that how that works? Yeah. So basically for, for those of you who don't follow single A baseball or really even minor league baseball uh, in the Pacific coast league, the first half, there's a first half winner and a second half winner. So the winner of the first half for us this year was San Jose and they pretty much ran away with it from the start. It was, you know, San Jose who just came out and went guns blazing and, uh, and then there's a second half winner. So, and we're right now, we won the second half, the ports did. Uh, but what happens, what tends to happen in these seasons, especially with minor leagues is if you have a heck of a first half, like the, like the San Jose giants did, well, then all their good players start getting promoted up the ranks that much quicker. So, uh, the giants lost guys like Brandon belt. Uh, they lost a few of their other key guys, uh, to, to promotions to Fresno and, uh, to, to all the other farm farm leagues in between Norwich. And so, you know, the San Jose giants came out as the worst team of the second half. So mm. again, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, it is, it's a tale of two, of two halves. And the only time the overall record really comes into play is when you start talking about the wild card. So, uh, basically the way the playoffs work now is the first half winner gets a bye week So San Jose right now is sitting at home watching, uh, the ports and the nuts, who the Nuts won the won the wild card. So now it is up to the Ports and the Nuts who are playing at the time of this recording. What was at the top of the seventh, and the the Ports are down. So they're taking on the Nuts for the wild. Uh, the whoever wins this series gets to take on the the Giants for the overall championship. So yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy, wacky world in in minor league sports. Yeah, wow. That yeah, that is, that is crazy. And I remember the uh, the, the fourteen game win streak. Uh, I remember it caught my eye at a, about game eight or nine, and thinking, wow, how, how long can this continue? And then just one after another, after another, after another. So uh, it caught all of our eye. I mean, t- to tell you the truth, again, it, it started to look like we might have um, a forgettable second half of the season too. I mean, we came out, we won a couple, and and then you know we lost a few a few more, and all of a sudden we had gotten swept by the Giants. Uh, and it looked like it might be business as usual for the rest of the season. But all of a sudden, these guys start ripping off wins uh, against Inland Empire on the road, against High Desert on the road. I mean, they took on some South teams that were pretty weak, and uh, it got them feeling like they were they were in a groove. So six in a row, you know, they what they swept two series. Then they came back home and just kept the fires rolling. Ricky Henderson came in and, and uh, kind of helped keep the team motivated. And, and really, it seemed like it just was all clicking and, of course, by the end of that 14-game win streak, uh, I think every single player on that team had a had a knew they had a shot, if not uh, a better shot to to make the at least the wild card to win the entire thing outright. So, and they did, and it was great. I mean, like I said, you got to hand it to each and every one of the the players, and especially Steve Scarsoni, the coach, who uh, you know again halfway through the season, eh, you know he knew what he knew what he was up against. I I told you, Matt, that they needed a miracle. And uh, mm-hmm. believe me, that 14-game win streak was a miracle. Yeah. All right. So uh, tonight, as we record this on Wednesday evening, um, Ports are currently down two to one in the sixth, uh, with bottom of the sixth in Modesto. So uh, game two of this of this uh, um, particular series is when? Well, it'll already have happened by the time they hear this. It'll be Thursday okay. night. So, and if they, if the Ports, uh, depending on how how this game turns out, 
Uh, if they lose tonight and they win tomorrow, then there will be a game on Friday. So uh, you'll be able to come out and, and see the team win the rubber match on Friday night. And again, if the port, if the ports win both, uh, if they come back and win tonight and win Thursday, then there's no game on Friday, but you can certainly come out and watch them play San Jose at home uh, the week after. So still, still some baseball left to be played. And let me tell you, uh, you need to go watch this team because this is a way different team. If you came earlier in the season and you got turned off, uh, definitely, definitely don't get turned off anymore. Come back and watch us. All right. So besides some, uh, some great baseball during your, your, your stint with the ports, uh, you've also, you know, cause I've been following you on Facebook. You, you've got to meet some, uh, some well-known folks, some well-known names, right? Yeah. I tell you, it's, it's been a humbling experience out there. Uh, some of the people that I've gotten to, to actually meet and interact with, uh, obviously biggest name on top of that list is Ricky Henderson. Uh, that man from the second he stepped out on the field, it was, it just, the whole, the whole feel of my job changed because I was standing out on the field with a hall of famer and the guy could not have been any nicer. And obviously, you know, at first it was, it was, I didn't want to come running up and, you know, make a fool of myself, Ricky, Ricky, but, uh, at least, you know, by the, by the time he came down after that win streak, uh, we had, we had known who each other were and, uh, and really had a great time. Uh, talking to each other, palling around. And uh, again, I, sometimes I had to stop and remind myself, hey, I'm on the field with Ricky Henderson. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. It, it was incredible. Um, let's see, who else? B- the players. Those guys all, uh, you know, I know that not all of them are going to be big leaguers, but I guarantee you that at least five or six out of that crop is going to make the big leagues. And it, I was humbled. At first, I don't know. I didn't know what to think of them. They all seemed like a little bit big leaguer, uh, you know, Big league attitude in a minor league package, but they've all proven that they're they're more than that, and they're awesome. So Jeremy Barfield comes to mind real quick. Grant Green, uh, Stephen Parker, those guys will be playing uh, up in Oakland very soon. Uh, Christopher Knight, Peter oh, Brady, yeah, Peter Brady. Oh God, met him. He was awesome. Uh, it was fun because his wife. Many I don't know if who who knows who his wife is, but Adrian Curry, winner of uh, America's Next Top Model season one. It's fun talking to him about her rattling off questions i'm like hey dude you probably get this all the time but your wife you know? <laughs> and he was like yeah i know and i'm like no no i mean she plays warcraft right and he was like yeah yeah she does and i'm like yeah i know i follow her on twitter and you know that's oh, funny yeah um dale murphy got to meet him real quick uh atlanta braves outfielder and again another hall of famer vita blue used mm-hmm. to pitch for the the giants and the a's again another hall of famer uh so yeah yeah i mean again it's the list is not long, but quite distinguished. Yeah. And I was honored to meet each and every one of them. Cool. So then in addition to all that, the, the one last question I'm dying to know about the Ports regular season. Did any uh, any spectator make the uh, the golf shot into the bucket for the, for the free <laughs> we had, food? We had one guy who actually got dead center, but the ball had way too much backspin on it, and it spun right back out. So as it hit... It spun back out. I mean, and we're talking dead center in the middle of what we had a hula hoop. We didn't have a bucket after a while, but uh, he hit right dead center of the hula hoop and, and it came spinning back out. So we gave it to him anyways, because it was the closest shot we'd had all year long. Nah, next year, man, I got to get, I got to get there early enough to get on that list. Ah, no, you just tell me when you're coming, you get on that list. <laughs> all right. So, uh, there's the unofficial, uh, ports second half and season wrap up and, uh, hope, hope for good things for the, uh, for the playoff season. 
time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast, Stockton Sports Update. This week, I am in the Centennial Square Studios in San Francisco. Our Northern California Major League Baseball teams may not all make the playoffs, but if you want to watch playoff baseball, just go to a Stockton Ports game. That's right, the Stockton Ports are in the playoffs, and they are playing a series against the Modesto Nuts. The Nuts took Game 1 by a score of 3-1 to one on Wednesday, and Games 2 and 3 will be on Thursday and Friday. So go to StocktonPorts.com to see the results, and head out to Banner Island Ballpark to support the Ports as they make a quest to win the California League like they did in 2008. Maybe I can give Kate Hudson a call. Dallas Braden update! Dallas Braden is scheduled to make his next start against the Boston Red Sox on Sunday at 1.05 p.m. in the Oakland Coliseum. So if you want to watch Dallas Braden, get on 580 West and purchase an Oakland A's ticket. And you can watch Dallas Braden pitch in one of his final starts he'll make at home. Dallas right now has a record of 9-11. and and a 3.51 ERA. Unfortunately, he lost his last start against the Seattle Mariners, but he'll look to get back on track against the Boston Red Sox. We are only one month away from local high school football conference play to begin. The San Joaquin AA teams are Lodi, Franklin, Chavez, Bear Creek, Tracy, and Lincoln. And the Tri-City League... St. Mary's, Tokay, West, McNair, Stag, and Edison. As I mentioned last week, we will keep track of high school football here in Stockton. The only place to be to check out your scores and high school football information is podcaststockton.com. That is your Podcast Stockton Sports Update. I'm Lil Tuckerman, live in the Centennial Square Studios. Now let's send it back to the Outback Studio. In the beginning of 2010, I really tried to set a goal for myself to get back in shape. It was one of those things that I'd put high on the list. I think it might have even been the first thing that I put on my list of things that I wanted to do in uh, in 2010. And it took me, <laughs> where are we at right now? Yeah, it's almost 2011. Yeah, it's almost 2011. But doggone it, if I didn't get it in by 2010, uh, I am getting back into shape uh, with the help of Gold's Gym here in Stockton. And uh, boy, I, I don't know. Matt, did you you checked out the, the preview center, correct? Uh, I, I, I did, but I just, you know looked at it and it was because it was conveniently located next to uh, Genghis Khan. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've been there a couple times that uh, And yeah. Submarina West. Let's yeah. not forget that. No, that's true, but I, I didn't walk in enough because I just I just sensed the vultures when I got there. <laughs> so yeah, they I were selling kind of heavy that first that first couple. And they're still selling pretty heavy now. But uh, really I again it's it's one of those uh, things that I would I don't know. It you know, gyms to me, I had joined in shape when I first came here, you know, back in 2004 and it just, it didn't feel right. You know, I just, I show up to the gym and it was sort of, I don't know, it was small and it just didn't, to me, I didn't, wasn't motivated. 
But uh, when I stepped foot in a Golds this time, uh, I knew right away. I had used a one-day VIP pass because I just wanted to check it out. You know, I'd been sitting on it for a little bit, and I said, you know what, what the heck, today is the day. Uh, Carpe diem. So I went in, and I looked around, and it's it's a clean, clean setup. They're in their new, their new location, which is 1822 East Hammer Lane. And uh, it's right, it's actually it, furniture gallery, it's, or whatever that furniture store, Costco. It's in the same, same parking lot as Costco, basically. Was it by like Sizzler? Not by Sizzler, back, back the other way. Okay. So, oh, is that Sizzler on the corner there? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's so by, is it, is it the, uh, what used to be the old um, office depot? Absolutely. It's okay. that. Mm-hmm. That's it's Gold's that. Gym. Yeah, that's Gold's Gym now. Okay. So uh, they are in their new home and it is a beautiful home. Uh, it's got, it's got several different machines. I mean, it's, it's basically filled with machines and, uh, it's got some treadmills that are up on the thing. But what I think is one of the cooler, cooler parts of it. And what I've been using a lot is the, uh, is cardio cinema, which, uh, I know. And I see that look <laughs> in your face. I wish I could capture it for the screen. So yeah, I'm sure everybody heard your air quotes. They did. And Cardio cinema. I got to hear about this. The, so cardio. Well, think about it. What do you think? What do you think of when you think cardio cinema? I mean, just right off the top of your head. I think of uh, doing the elliptical machine when I'm with a, a widescreen TV. Well, how about a big? How about a big theater size screen? That's what it is. It's uh, it's got it's a room that's dark. The air conditioner is blasting. And uh, it has bikes, it has treadmills, it's got rowing machines, it's got elliptical machines, and uh, all that stuff while a movie is playing. Oh, and is it a movie like Rocky or you know, something like you want to be watching when you're working out? <laughs> they have they have uh, schedules set by corporate. So uh, the other day, Fame was on. Okay, uh, well, see, that's a good that's a good cardio workout. Yeah, movie. I've watched. We've watched. Are you done? Are we? Are am I done yet? Are we done yet? Are we there yet? No, no. Are we done yet? The the other one, the sequel to Are We oh, There? Oh, okay. Yeah, but there it's just a variety of movies. I mean, it's uh, today the invention of lying was on, uh, but it's it's how I start out every one of my workouts. Um, but yeah, Gold's I those guys down wait, there. Wait, do they do they serve you popcorn? I wish. That'd no be popcorn. So, that'd be that'd so be, awesome. Be, uh, probably not good for you. No, well, not while you're running. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I, I like the I, I like that idea. That sounds uh, sounds very intriguing. And then um, so they have all the rest of the normal equipment yep. that a, a gym would have. Yep. I mean, I think of gyms, and I've never had a gym membership. Um, I naturally have this physique. Um, but uh, I mean, is it is it open twenty four hours? Is it? Well, it's not open twenty four hours. It's open, okay. but it's I mean, almost. It's like open four four o'clock in the morning to. Uh, I believe, and don't quote me because I because I don't go this late, but I, th- I believe it's open till at least midnight or ten or ten p.m. Okay. So I mean, it's got respectable hours, that's okay. for sure. And then, do they offer personal training services, things Absolutely. like that? Absolutely, yep. Just like every other gym. But actually, you know, and the thing with Gold's Gym is that uh, unlike some of the other ones, you you're not getting somebody that uh, that doesn't. I don't. I don't know. To me, when I had a personal trainer at my last, the last place that I was at. It just didn't feel like they they wanted to be a personal. You know what I'm saying? It just felt like it was wrong. But uh, I've watched these guys interact. I'm not using a personal trainer this time, only because I downloaded one off the internet. So uh, it was <laughs> to me. I didn't need a person looking over my shoulder to tell me how to exercise. I had the army to do that for me for ten years. So I'm kind of familiar with how to work out. Um, but these guys actually kind of walk you through. They show you the machines, um, and they're they're helpful. So. 
and the memberships, uh, they're they're typical gym membership prices. You're not gonna, you're not gonna. Uh, you gotta spend a little bit of money. You gotta spend just a little bit, and it's and they got specials all the time. So and and I'll tell you right now, if you're if you're interested, if you're seriously interested, I have seven day passes to give away. So get in contact with the show any way you want. You know the ways. Yeah, all of the uh, you know, all, all of the Facebook, Twitter. Voicemail, email, snail mail, send a uh, carrier pigeon to uh, uh, Rod Villa Gomez's home. Yeah, most of you, I was going to say, most of you guys already know where Matt and I live anyways, <laughs> so just come knock on the door. Well, don't knock on Matt's door. Matt will show you away. He'll tell you go to Rod's house. And, uh, <laughs> well, I can and take I'll, you there because he doesn't live that far. No. So, and I'll give you a seven-day pass, and you can try it out and see for yourself why it's pretty awesome. So, so you're a workout guy, and, and you know, you spent some time in the, in the Army, so you're used to that. But the, I, I, I got to ask you, I mean, I, like I said, I've never had a membership in a gym. And I'll be honest, I will open up to you, just to you and all of our listeners. You know why I don't ever go to a gym? I'm intimidated. You know, and that's, that's I, a very in, valid argument. I am intimidated because, you know what, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty active. Um, I, I'm not as active as I was, you know, maybe a, a year ago, but you know, I, before a year ago, um, I was cycling a lot. I was starting to run. Um, so I never thought, you know, I'm never wanted to go to a gym, but I never thought every time someone says, oh, you should go to come to my gym. And I'm thinking, why would I want to go work out in front of a bunch of complete strangers and look like an idiot? Well, here's the thing, right? So you, you were, at least you biked and stuff. Me, I sat on the couch and shoveled ho-hos for the last four years of my <laughs> existence. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't active at all. And, and for me to wander back into a gym, you're right. I mean, I, I kind of walked in thinking, you know, these meatheads are going to look at me and say, dude, this scrawny kid, let me, are you the bar? You know, <laughs> are you the bar? I could throw weights on you. Right. But, uh, the greatest part about it, and this is what I've noticed so far is that, uh, there are varying levels of, uh, fitness in that place. There's no, there's no section of people that are there that are like, pro wrestlers who, you know, you go to grab a machine and they're tossing up 9,000 pounds, you know, and you're looking like, like a chump with your 20 pounds on the chest press going, you know, uh, you could get away with being scrawny like me in a place like that. I guarantee you. And they don't judge. You're not scrawny. You're just short. Well, you know, call it what you want. (laughs) Potato, potato. There you go. So cool. So it sounds like uh, things are going well and, uh, sounds like your, your workout's going well. 15 days so far. I've made it past that hump where people usually give up. Wow. You know, I am the mayor too, by the way. You are. Oh, well, we never talked about me getting back into Foursquare, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I am the mayor of, uh, of Gold's Gym. Wow. Very cool. So uh, once again, that is uh, Gold's Gym, their, their brand new permanent location at 1822 East Hammer Lane, very near Costco. And again, if you would like to uh, check them out, uh, get in contact with us and uh, Rod will hook you up with a... A uh, nice seven-day pass, so you can experience Gold's Gym before you uh, before you have to plunk out all the cash to get a permanent uh, membership. Absolutely. Oh, and don't do, before I forget, they do have a tanning bed. So if you like tanning, you can tan there, and they have childcare. So don't let the fact that you have a a kid stop you. I've taken my daughter to the to the daycare a good number of times, and she enjoys it. The staff's good, and so uh, yeah, don't let that stop you either. You're taking your oldest daughter, not yeah, your little. Not the youngest. She okay. would cry all the time she was there. So just the oldest. So uh, what, what about Wi-Fi? Do gyms have Wi-Fi? G- no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish it did. They not have Wi-Fi. I wish it did. All right, cool. 
Hi, this is Chris Freeman, City Librarian for the Stockton-San Joaquin County Public Library, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. Okay, this is Manny Montez, and I'm sitting here with Mario of Sirius Inc. So, how's it going, Mario? Good, and yourself? Good, good. Um, I know uh, we've been trying to hook up for like the last week to get together, and, and I know your schedule's busy. My schedule's a little hectic, but it's finally good to, to get in front of you and, and have this chance to talk. Definitely. I want to talk a little bit about Friday night's show at Chativa's Bar and Grill. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that? It's a, a hip-hop event, first and foremost, and it's pretty much a positive event, and we want to show that Stockton is capable of having positive hip-hop events with, with no trouble and, and, and a good time. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, who can we expect to see on stage well, it's featuring Strong Arm Steady, who's headlining the show, and co co starring uh, Planet Asia and, and, and Tri State, and local artist ELS with um, DJ Ambush out of Oakland, California. Nice, nice. Sounds like there's plenty of entertainment lined up. So that's pretty cool. So the revival it's set for Friday night. Doors open at nine. The tickets are ten bucks, ten bucks in advance. They're on sale at TicketLeap.com, keyword The Revival. They're also being sold at uh, X-Spot and El Camino Tire here in Stockton. Um, I'm assuming you can get them at, for 10 bucks at those locations in advance also? Yes. X-Spot is, is located on, um, on Westlane at the corner of West and March, and El Camino Tires is on Charter and El Dorado. The Revival, Friday night at Chativa's Salsa Bar and Grill, located at 445 West Weber Avenue. Phone number 209-941-8605. Glad we finally got a chance to sit down and talk. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been good. We've been trying to talk for a while, but the main thing is that, that um, we only have a couple of days left, and, and thanks for, um, you know, for all the promotion that you've been doing, and, and, and um, I really appreciate touching bases with you and being able to get the word out. We're glad to have you on the show, and we're happy we're able to help. For anybody looking to find out more about Sirius Inc. or Silverback Clothing, where can we find you online? Uh, SiriusInc.net or SilverbackClothing.net. Awesome. I want to thank you for being on Podcast Stockton. That wraps it up. Manny Montez out! Is it that time? Could it be that time? Oh, yes, it is that time. Time for me, your friend, John Remington, to bring you the ads of the week. This week on ClosetGoodies.com, check out the awesome free couch we have. Check out all the awesome, cute little puppies. And don't forget, going back to school, we got your textbook right here on ClosetGoodies.com. Find all these great ads and many more on ClosetGoodies.com, where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Thank you for using our website, and thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. I'm joined today in the Outback Studios by Frank, Adam, and Matt, the creative team behind the upcoming comic book, The Amazing Fist. I feel like I should have some theme music right there, but The Amazing Fist. Uh, guys, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast, Stockton. Thanks for having us, Matt. Okay, Adam, so uh, I'm going to start with you since um, you created The Amazing Fist. What is The Amazing Fist? The Amazing Fist is a guy in the 1920s. He was a security guard, 
and he smoked a contaminated pack of cigarettes, and his arm got really huge, and it became basically a weapon on his arm that he uses to fight crime. And where and or how did you come up with this idea? I, I had a friend of mine who uh, was smoking one day, uh, and the the smoke it well it wasn't necessarily something that I would recommend to other people, and so <laughs> he believed after smoking that his his he perfected the power of punching anything he punched. Uh, would be with his right hand would be automatically destroyed and so he could never punch anything with that hand again and then he passed out and ate snickers and uh well not in that order but i thought well what if we took this a step further and that was actually a superpower except i've always liked stuff that i like the physical mutation aspect of it because that adds a visual aspect um, and so I just ran with that and created a little world. I thought, oh, I, I like working in old times. And so I said it in the 1920s. So, and how long ago did you, uh, come up with this idea or have, have this instance with your friend where you came up with the idea Probably, for the Amazing Fist? I want to say like 18 months ago. Oh, okay. So it's been stewing in your brain, been working on it little by little. It has. It has. I've been, I've been, uh, as the arts come in, I've definitely been fleshing out like the world of, of the Amazing Fist and Slam City way more. Like, I mean, you, you have an idea of what you want to see when you're writing it, but like when the art comes in, that's when the, the gates are blown off because that's, that's when you have what you think you're going to see when you write it and then what you, what's actually there. And that really defines all that. So, okay. So then, obviously, writing the story, which is what uh, what you've been doing, is uh, one of the pieces of the the puzzle. Um, I would assume that the next piece of the puzzle, Adam, is the art, right? The the actual drawings, the thing that makes the uh, the comic book a comic book rather than just a book, right? Yeah, and- yeah. The I've been blessed with uh, working to with two great artists. Uh, and that's penciler Matt Farnsworth and uh, inker Frank Stone, inker and letterer Frank Stone. Right. So, uh, so Matt, um, tell me, you've been you've been busy making the drawings or uh, doing the artwork for uh, for the Amazing Fist. From the perspective of from the art perspective, um, who is the Amazing Fist? What does this What does this character look like? How How have you um, How have you put it into into real life? Um, well, the Amazing Fist is, uh, basically you picture a guy wearing a, uh, a buttoned up, um, what would you call that? A, uh, buttoned up, uh, shirt, something like roughly like a, uh, fighter pilot's, uh, shirt from like the, um, oh, I can't even think right now, but, uh, he's wearing like these goggles, um, an old fighter pilot hat, and he's got this freakishly huge arm. Um, visually it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Did you, did you guys come up with the idea of what he looked like together or Adam, did you just, you know, give some, give some guidance and then Matt, it just came out of your head. I mean, tell me about how that process worked. Well, I had just the idea of just this being a regular guy 
and I'd been wanting to work with Matt for a while. And so as I kind of, I came to him with this project, I didn't have it fully fleshed out. And as we started talking, we just, uh, it, things just kept coming together. Well, what if it was originally, it was just going to be his fist. That was the only thing that was going to be abnormal about him. And as we started talking, that evolved into it being his arm and, it just kind of, you know, snowballed. The idea snowballed from there into the character you see in the book. Okay, so then the the, the next part of the process, you know, I'm taking a, a long, drawn-out process and cramming it into two minutes, but the next step of the process is the inking and the lettering, right? And that's, uh, Frank, that's that's your role, right? Yep. Um, so so tell me what, what that means exactly to ink it and to letter it. Once Matt has drawn the pages in pencil, he hands them off to me, and my job as inker is to essentially reinterpret his pencil drawings by drawing over them in ink, which uh, from an artistic standpoint adds an additional layer of uh, solidity and depth to the drawings. And uh, this also makes the artwork easier to reproduce because it can be printed as straight black and white rather than gray tones. Okay, and then you add the the words, the, the lettering. Yeah, um, the lettering is the word balloons and the captions that you see on the page which accompany the artwork and uh, work with the drawings toward conveying the information of the story. And the way I'll do that for this book is to do the lettering by hand on vellum overlays and then I'll make scans of the lettering and then use Photoshop to combine the lettering with uh, scans of the artwork. Okay, so uh, so Adam, um, is, the, uh, is The Amazing Fist your first comic book project or, um, or how long have you been doing this? I've, in high school, I decided I wanted to write comics. I, when I realized I couldn't draw, I figured... Teachers tell me I'm good at writing. I think I can parlay this into something I've loved ever since I was a kid. And so at the age of 18, I, I wrote my very first comic called Tales of Oddity, but it didn't get published. And so ever since there, I've just kind of been trying to come up with that one idea. And I kind of hit that with Frank and Eleanor in that uh, Ramon and Bill Lobos and I also do. Uh, and... You know, so we've had some some pretty good reactions to that. I figured I'd go off and try my own something I'm not co-writing, and try my own thing. All right, which is uh, which is kind of how we first met uh, some many months ago, Adam, when I was following you on Twitter, and then found out you were doing the art walk, and then went downtown and met you and got a uh, one of your copies of Frank and Eleanor. So Frank and Eleanor was one project. Is it? Safe to say that this is um, this is a bigger project. This is a much bigger undertaking. Frank and Eleanor's ten pages, you know, with black and white. It was printed at Kinko's. We're looking to actually do a full size comic, something you would see in a comic shop. We're looking to do uh, twenty two pages. It's going to be black and white with co color cover, and it's going to be a normal size comic. So this is going to be uh, the whole shebang. Okay. Okay, Matt. So, uh, so what about you? Are you have you um, you've been drawing comic books your whole life, or uh, what? What other kind of uh, art have you been doing? Uh, this will be the first comic book I've done, uh, but I mostly did little freelance stuff um, at my uh, place of business, uh, Twenty Four Hour Fitness. 
uh, working graveyard, um, which is, you know, mostly people ask for uh, tattoo designs and um, I'll be sitting there, you know, dueling something and um, which is fun. You know, it gives me something to do. Um, but uh, I, I've always kind of wanted to do comic books and I honestly can't see myself doing anything but uh, drawing. So have you been you've been drawing since you were a little kid? Yeah, yeah. I've been drawing since I was a wee little lad. So, <laughs> um, my dad actually was an artist. So, uh, I, it's kind of one of those things that just kind of runs in the family. Matt, Matt's dad, uh, worked with Todd McFarlane over at Marvel. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. He was, a a freelance artist, um, during the late eighties. So. Okay. So, uh, Frank, what about you? Um, how did you get, how did you get involved in, uh, in doing this kind of work? Well, like most artists, I drew since I was a little kid, but just never stopped as I grew older. And I became a big fan of comics uh, in the late 70s with the premiere of the Spider-Man newspaper strip. And about a year or so later, I started getting into the comic books. And when I got into high school, that's when I started thinking seriously about possibly pursuing a, a career as a comic book artist in particular. So have you uh, have you drawn other comic books? Um, have you done any other kinds of any other kinds of art? Yeah, a few years ago, I finished the first of a projected three-volume graphic novel called *The Ascending Man Chronicles*, which was developed from a project I started working on with my former collaborators back in 1986. And most recently, I was the inker on the original graphic novel Hero House, which was published by Arcana Comics that uh, just came out at the end of last year. Okay. All right. So uh, now for the, I guess, the real reason we're here, or the big reason we're here. And uh, that's to talk about um, how how you're going to promote and hopefully fund the um the project for uh, the amazing fist and um you've you've stumbled upon or you've um turned me onto a, a great website kickstarter.com um adam what can you tell me about that site and uh, why you decided to uh, to use that as a as a means of uh, promoting and hopefully funding your your project kickstarter.com as you said is a fundraising site and they approve different projects that they think uh will be funded well and so they we went through a submission process with the amazing fist and gave them a little summary and said this is what we want to do and they said have fun so they so you have to go through an approval process you have to submit your idea just you know a rough sketch of your idea and yeah we got to submit the idea and then we have to submit like a ballpark dollar amount that we're trying to shoot for okay so the way that the website works, from my understanding, and stop me if I'm wrong, you can put up a video or just pictures or text, and uh, for any kind, any kind of project, anything you want to do, anything um, artistic, anything artistic, and get um, people to donate money, basically, to your cause. And if you reach your dollar goal, then everybody gets charged. And if you don't meet your dollar goal, nobody gets charged, right? Yeah, it's an all or nothing deal with these guys. They're they're nice enough to put up any artistic project and they let you host a video 
and then lure people into your project with incentives and things that are uh, that you, they might want uh, for different dollar amounts. Uh, $1, you get a high five or whatever the Kickstarter project wants to, to have. And it goes all the way up until they meet their goal. And nobody's PayPal account's charged until uh, they've met the goal. Okay, and so after uh, that, you can... They, they charge everybody's pay, PayPal. So there's account. a there's a time limit, right? You have X number of days. It's forty five to thirty days is somewhere in between those are your like your longest periods, somewhere in between there. And what we'll do is ours is gonna be thirty days. We're gonna kick it off on September first and we're gonna end it on October first. And we are looking to our to meet the deadline of October first so we can get everything printed. And we want to debut the Amazing Fist at the Alternative Press Expo, and Kickstarter will help fund that. Okay, and um, the Alternative Press Expo Ape, for those of you that are familiar with that, is um, held in San Francisco, right? Yeah, it's a once a year event for people who are self-publishing uh, and just kind of underground comics in general, uh, stuff that's not well known, and and it gives us uh, a venue for exposure. Okay. All right, so the thing that I um, I'm most intrigued by from the from that website is this the uh, the concept of incentives. So you're not just asking people to just blindly give you give you their money. Um, you have to give them something in return. And um, uh, I have your your list of incentives um, and to go through them. So um, for a dollar, somebody's going to get a PDF of your comic. And they'll get their name in the acknowledgement section of the first issue of Amazing Fist. Um, Two dollars, they're going to get um, a postcard. What can you tell me about the the postcard? The postcard's going to be greetings from Slam City, and that's where the whole world of the Amazing Fist takes place is in Slam City. So the postcard will be like somebody from Slam City has sent you a postcard from their town. Okay, so uh, we we won't go through all of these, but um, we'll certainly um, send out information when when the, the Kickstarter um, site is fully up and running. You can go through all of them, but uh, for um, for ten dollars, they'll get a um, PDF, the acknowledgement, and a signed copy of Amazing Fist, the uh, the first issue. And um, for five dollars more, they'll get the same thing, but they'll get it a signed and sketched copy. Um, of the first issue of Amazing Fist. Also for $15, um, they can get that, or they can get the original numbered print of the first edition uh, covered by Josh Adams. Uh, this is an exclusive, and uh, you're only going to do um, 100 of these. For a couple of uh, your backers that want to give $100, uh, they will be able to get an 11 by 17 original sketch drawn by you, Matt, and inked by Frank. And this will be of the backer or anybody that they want. Um, it'll be of their likeness, and it'll be a scene um, from from the comic book. Matt, what can you tell me about that one? Well, someone will uh, send in a picture um, of themselves, and basically I'll uh, draw like a scenario or something that looks like it's from the comic, uh, be it you know someone getting attacked by random mobsters or you know giving the Amazing Fist a classy high five. Um, but, uh, you know, just something that, you know, makes them uh, a part of that world. Very cool. Um, for, uh, for 
more high rollers um, for $350. Somebody can get the original inked cover by Josh Adams. So um, for comic book fans, you should know who Josh Adams is. So that uh, that might be a good steal. Um, so again, the, uh, the the concept behind Kickstarter is that you guys are going to put up a video and show you know all, all of these things and tell your story in hopes that folks will um, will, will back you. Um, I like that it's backing you and not you know it's not really donation because people are getting things in return. So I think you guys have an, an interesting set of incentives. My favorite being the uh, at the four hundred dollar level. I sound like I'm a telethon guy, but uh, the four hundred dollars, the, uh, the the big cheese. You know, they, they're going to get a whole bunch of things. They're going to get the PDF. They're going to get the acknowledgement. They're going to get a signed and sketched copy. They're, um, they're going to get original art by Frank Stone of, of one of the heroes of your choice. They're going to get the 11 by 17 original sketch by Matt and inked by Frank. And then they're going to get something on top of that, Adam. What's that? They are going to have a spot in the series as a character. I will uh, name a character after them who will appear. His first appearance will be in issue two, and then they'll maintain uh, all the way until issue four. Wow. So if you've ever wanted to be in a comic book, here's your chance for $400. Um, Also, I would say it makes a great gift. (laughs) So if you don't want it for yourself, um, buy it for a family member. If you have a family member that's really into comic books, I think, would you guys agree? That'd be a great gift. I've always wanted that. I yeah. think that would be insanely awesome. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a comic book that uh, you have been drawn into. I think that's a heck of a gift. Okay, so um, Adam and Matt and Frank, thanks for uh, coming into the Outback. And um, if, uh, Adam, if folks want to get more information about this, uh, this great new comic book that's coming out and get in on the ground floor, I guess, um, on, the, on the Amazing Fist, where can they go? Facebook.com slash Amazing Fist. All right. And uh, for all of the other links to all of the other places where you guys exist out there on the internet, um, I will put links in the show notes at podcaststockton.com. Um, guys, thanks for coming on to Podcast Stockton. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Yay! Just a couple more things before we finish the show. Get your calendars, or in, if you're in Matt's case, get your iPhones ready and keep the date. 929 will be the date for Stockton Tweet Up 3. It will be held at the Lexington Hotel in Stockton, downtown Stockton. So make sure you keep 9 at 29. That is September 29th in your date books for Stockton Tweet Up number 3. Yeah, and follow uh, Stockton Tweet Up on Twitter for uh, for all the pertinent information. Um, also the, um, Kickstarter video that we talked about with, um, Adam Frank and Matt from the amazing fist, by the time you hear this podcast, depending on when you hear it, the Kickstarter video may not quite yet be up, but just, uh, uh check out podcaststocking.com. Um, hopeful that it will be up by the end of this week. So by the 10th or by the um, 11th or so at the latest. Um, so if you hear this, the first day it comes out, just, uh, just give it another day or so and it'll be out there. And the floodgates are open as far as high school football is concerned. Many of you don't know this already, and we didn't talk about it on the show, but uh, I have been doing Tokay high school football games uh, live on internet radio uh, 
as it were. But uh, again, I am interested again in doing high school football throughout Stockton. I have a couple more crews who are willing, ready, and able to go out and cover high school football on Friday nights through the internet and over internet radio. So if you or anybody that you know uh, knows of a uh, athletic director of a high school or somebody that coaches high school football that would not mind and would benefit from some coverage live on Friday nights, please get in contact with the show because we are looking to expand and we would love to be the uh, only game in town, as it were, pun intended, uh, for high school football on Friday nights. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. I want to thank Adam, Frank, and Matt from The Amazing Fist. I want to find out more of what they're up to and how you can actually support them. Make sure you check them out at facebook.com slash amazingfist. Also want to thank Manny for his contribution. Make sure you go check out the revival at Shativa's. And we're uh, still always interested in your feedback. As always, you can call us and leave us a message anytime at 209-565-3229. Um, or you can send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. We are still on YouTube and Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about in today's show, visit the show notes at podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. All right. Well, uh, one time through. First take. One, I had a tear in my eye at the end. It was. It felt good to be back. It's one time. Yeah. Yeah. We did our one take finally. Yeah. Yeah. It took me going away for that. For how long? For us to get our first take. Yeah. You. You know. Uh, most people, uh, when they sat in and and did the the fill in spot, I always told them, Rod and I always screw this up. <laughs> And then then almost every time we would nail it in the first time. So see, then that's probably what it is. You just had too much practice going on. Yeah, that's what it was.